Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and returning tonight, we have Mike Buffington to talk about the song Computer Assisted Design off of Here Comes Science. Here we go. Computer Assisted Design. Assisted design. It takes an idea and makes 3D stuff. Computer assisted design. Bam, crunch, bolt, smash, crash, push. Computer assisted design. Mike, what's up? Hi, Greg. Hey, man. How's the uh, theremin repair business going? How many theremins uh, you got in your apartment right well, now? Well, um, currently, let's see. Let's do the numbers. I have four RCA theremins. Four RCA theremins. One homemade replica RCA theremin that I made years ago. Nice. I've got a special theremin that is I bought recently back in February that it's just an empty cabinet. Um it's from 1929, 20, 1929, 1930, mm-hmm. and it's not an RCA, but it looks like an RCA. There's nothing in it, so uh, eventually I'm going to make a replica with that thing. Uh, and that's, Were there that's, other companies making theremins no, that, back not, then? No, no, no. Uh, RCA was the only um, company they had purchased the, the, the rights from theremin oh. to... Um, to produce and they only did 500 um and for some and reason all 500 of those have passed through your apartment at some point uh no <laughs> not, not that many about about a good a good tenth of them have <laughs> um that's insane uh, but uh they wanted to do another theremin and um they started it and prototyped it and it was going to be it was going to look more like the radios of the day where the the RCA theremin looks kind of more futuristic and like alien because uh-huh. it's a, a, it was designed by Leon Theremin. So they had this second generation that was like looked more like a radio, more more like a 1920s 1930s radio. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a little bit of paperwork saying, oh well, new a new model will be released this year with a built-in speaker. And um, at some point, this this prototype found its way into the into a collector's hands and um he knew what it was and he he uh, mm. long story short he sold it and currently i have that right behind me 
um, to work oh. on later. So, so it's just it's the, a one the of plans? A no, no, it's it's an actual cabinet. Oh. And a theremin inside of it and a speaker. It's missing the power supply part because that was in a separate cabinet. But um, it's wow. it's all there except for the power supply. But the power supply can be reverse engineered. So yeah, that's okay. that's a big project. So that's that's sort of number six on the list. So you have the um, only the only one. Yeah, of yeah. There, there might have only ever been one made. There might have been a few made, but it's the only one that we know that survives and very likely Jeez. the only one that ever did survive. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I have no idea if it works. It looks like it should work. It's got a yeah. slightly different circuit and it's got a few components that are not in the original theremins. Um, who knows if theremin, Leon theremin had anything to do with it? Maybe, maybe mm. not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, then I've got a theremincello, so that's sort of seven. And a then, theremincello? I don't know yeah. if I've seen a picture of this thing. Um, wow. Yeah, you can look it up on the website, rcatheremid.com. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, it's, it's, the repli- it's a replica based off of the one that was the last one, the last few that he made in 1937-ish. Um, that, that survives, and another one from 1934 survives. And a great man named Floyd Engels made these replicas. He's made, I think, 15 of them, and I have one of them. Um, wow. And then I've got your standard Moog Etherwave, which I want to do some more work to. And then a little toy theremin called a Gakin, which is a little plastic thing in it. Yeah, huh. it's, it's cute. Um, <laughs> it's the thing, you know, you've seen the video of the cat, like, clawing yeah. at the theremin. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's okay. one of those. It's one of those. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fun. So yeah, that's eight in total, I think. Seven, eight, nine. I don't know. I lost. Man. I lost track. Yeah. <laughs> the but yeah, it's here. it's been keeping me busy. Um, oh, I've got another theremin from 1969 uh, that came from Moscow that a person in the UK owns, and uh, huh. I took it back with me to work on that. So. And what brand is that? That's that's homemade. It's made by Leon Theremin himself. Oh man. Um, hmm. There's there's documentation that shows uh, the circuit and letters back and forth between the guy who purchased it, purchased it or ordered it and Leon Theremin. Although the schematic doesn't match what's inside, <laughs> hmm. which is really annoying because uh, yeah, I was expecting that the problem would be a failed battery. There is no battery inside. Um, huh. Uh, the circuit's totally different. So I got to fig- I got to reverse engineer that. Um, huh. The volume control doesn't work right, and it might not have ever worked right, or it might have worked until it was modified so that it was just a pitch-only theremin. But anyway, and that one's uh, for your just yourself to keep. No, or are that, you, that's you're that's sell for that? my client in the UK. So she is very ah, okay. patiently waiting. She's waited very patiently for many years. She had it with somebody else who didn't even touch it. At least, uh, fortunately, I guess. But um, uh, so I've had it for a little bit. I've traced out the schematic. I've traced out the components, mm-hmm. and have started reverse engineering the schematic. Um, but it just—it's a hell of a lot more complicated than and different in, in a few different ways than an RCA theremin. The, mm. the, the basics are the same: oscillators and mixers and sure. radio frequencies. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Very, very cool. 
Uh, so, yeah, as far as this might be a podcast goes, your first, uh, the first episode that you were on, the one official weekly episode that you were on, Sifton, that was, I want to say, three years ago? <laughs> it's pre-pandemic, I, that's I for think, sure. yeah. Uh, and then you were on one of the Monopuff episodes in there. Yes. And then... We did a live post-concert recap of of Daryl's house uh-huh. in Bowery just before the pandemic. That was like... So, yeah, that was the kickoff March to the flood. The kickoff to the flood door. Yeah. <laughs> that is just now yeah. getting fun, going again. I'm going to see all three kickoffs to the flood door. I saw that first one. I saw the one on June 8th, right before the accident. Ooh, right before the And then accident. I'm going to Asbury Park uh, next week to see oh cool sort of the first the first show yeah i got tickets from chris uh, Oliveira who wasn't able to go yeah i was gonna ask you that are you and then there's isn't there another pauling's one coming up too? yeah there there is an, there's another uh, uh pauling show but that's in september there's yeah. a september 25th show at bowery that i'm going to i'm doing all the bowery ones I was going to do all the DC ones because it was going to be my birthday show, June 10th, but uh-huh. obviously it didn't happen. Right. Um, but so they're rescheduled for mid-December and that's just not going to be fun. And then I'm not going to do a, uh, do them, but January Bowery shows. Annoyingly, it'll be freezing cold. And, well, <laughs> unless global warming well. really, yeah, we, you know, we're seeing droughts and, <laughs> and fires and everything. Maybe it'll be like, Tropic temperatures in January. Well, who knows? Oh yeah, if we if we really work our human magic, we can get uh, those summertime temps by this winter. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, and then you were you were also on a very special episode. Oh yeah, this might be Jeopardy. You played so graciously played the Alex Trebek role and came up with like a bajillion awesome <laughs> questions or I mean answers, and that was a blast. And people should go. Check that out on uh, the YouTube channel. We have yeah. video of that. I'm um, very, very proud of that. And, and I know you've been bugging so me for, for the second round. We'll get to it eventually. Yeah, but Man, it's, it's those, right. those questions are, are tricky. And mad props <laughs> yeah. to John for um, helping set up the, uh, the web portal sort of access. Um, yeah, because it ended we, up being a, a tech thing that was way beyond my pay grade. <laughs> so yeah, we. I need to bug him again to get him to automate automate the sounds so that I don't have to mess with that, which would be a lot of. It'll make my job a little bit more easier, which would be nice. Right, right. To focus mm-hmm. on my my presentations. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Daniel so I also took lot. home the victory on that first episode as well. But now now he'll be more behind the scenes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> So, um, when I was asking you to do another song, you picked computer-assisted design because you said, to paraphrase, I don't like it very much. (laughs) Do you still stand by that statement? I do. I do still stand by that statement. Um, (laughs) I'm going, you know, obviously, I'm a big Flans fan. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, and so I don't want to speak disparagingly about Flans or his songwriting abilities or they might be giants in general. I really, I really love them. I love most everything they do. Um, and I still, I mean, I still like the song. There's still aspects about it that 
are good and there's sure it's it's all it's it's all relative right but right it's there along with a few others that are my very least favorite um and 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 i think it's all kids stuff really i mean there's maybe one or two songs on i never i never really liked um unrelated thing that's kind of the only non-kids it's just Hmm. i but the demo version i actually enjoy a little bit more the the john henry demo version that yeah i i think i would agree that that is the superior version um yeah that one's very it's a very divisive song that one yeah i i think i mean we're not here to talk about that song but to my my sort of general thoughts on that are it's so country esque (laughs) yeah but i think it works for the subject matter so it's not like it's he's just oh i'm going to do sort of a country-esque song and this is what it's about it's like it kind of makes sense it's kind of like man and woman relationship thing and it just kind of feels like it it, the song fits the, the the mood of the song fits the lyrics but it's not still not my favorite but anyway yeah it's it's a little bit of a a little bit plodding, a little bit of a, a little bit of a slog. It's, it 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 drags a bit for sure. Um, but yeah, computer yeah. design, computer assisted design. I know. I was looking. I'm He's like, a, let me just look up on Wikipedia. Computer assisted design. It corrects the computer aided. Design. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to talk about. I, I, why I dislike this song to to summarize it is mm-hmm. that. I'm an industrial designer. I have a master's degree from the Royal College of Art that says innovation design engineering on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, computer-assisted design is something that I'm very, very familiar with in many different aspects. And this song simplifies it to... It simplifies it so much that it loses, I think, clarity... I don't know what mm. he's talking about. I don't know what the thing is that makes, you know, makes 3D stuff. And it doesn't always have to be 3D stuff, com- computer-assisted design. Right. Um, and so I'm going to like probably get on my high horse of, of design and engineering and Do talk it. about things. Do um, it. <laughs> but... <laughs> I do. I do want to to talk about what's good in the song and where the song, in my opinion, fails or lacks. Uh, so you want to talk about the good stuff first? Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's do that. Um, it'll be very quick. No. Um, yeah. I I think my favorite thing about the song is the drum program. Yeah. The drum programming. I really like. It's it's very. Now, skittering and even though the song has kind of almost like a halftime feel it's got this very fast subdivision right underneath it with the, with the drum machine so is it a drum machine or is it marty beller doing electronic drums that's a good question i mean the wiki does have marty listed as drums so it's because yeah, you have that kind of yeah, that's that, possible that hi-hat whatever it's uh-huh. doing that feels more like marty doing the you know, um, yeah, concert. the quiet storm, little the quiet pad. storm, yeah. kind of drum drum kit. 
yeah. thing. But yeah, it possible. does, but it does really invoke the feel of a drum machine, which if you want to be a little more generic about computer assisted design, a drum machine can can be that, right? You're inputting yeah. you're inputting yeah. stuff into a machine and it it's not making 3D stuff, but it's doing what you want it to do. Um, good point. Yeah. So I, I I like I like musically the those sounds, but I guess I'm going to go good and bad at the same time because it's kind of hard to jump around. Sure. That the song structure is also kind of weird. Um, it's a 55 seconds long song. Yeah. And it's basically this sort of half verse, half chorus thing, chunk, and then this weird bridge. Bam, crunch, it's just scat. It's like scat, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, almost. Yeah. And, and and then it goes back to the, the repeated thing verbatim. I think there's no, there's no variance between the two. And sort of like the chorus is just Flansburg singing computer assisted design. Right. And then the verses, it takes an idea and it makes 3d stuff. And yeah, then computer see how you get from, from a thought to an object. To an object. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's so simple, but it like I like a weird song structure, but it's like he could have done a little more. But you know, it's like yeah, it's very it's tossed like, off. You know, Flansburg has a design degree from Pratt, and he knows stuff, and he reads a lot of stuff, and he's very interesting and interested in things, and you would be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised if he can talk about the history of Joseph Gerber and the mm. Gerber files. And like, that's something that I would talk about. And that's something I want to talk about how it kind of relates a little bit to computer assisted design. Um, yeah. You, you're going to need to explain that too. Right. Right. So <laughs> it's, is it's not necessarily lazy songwriting on Flansburg's part here, just to say stuff and it, <laughs> but, right. um, you have to think about who the audience is as well. So the audience is kids, right? But you, you know, cells or why does the sun shine? Why does the sun really shine? Listening to the album, it's it's phenomenal. The album is great. It's one of my favorite albums and it's almost hard to think of it as a kid's album because it has got some bangers. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. um, Yeah, I'd say it's my favorite kid's album for sure. Definitely. But this song to me lacks that quality that I think could have made this song really amazing. Mm-hmm. So I read this book, it's called um, the inventor's dilemma and it's mm. a book about written by the son of this guy named Joseph Gerber and Joseph Gerber was an Austrian Jew who survived world war two. He fled to America with his mother. His father did not escape and, um, ended up in a bad in the concentration camps Mm. and so joseph gerber with almost nothing came to america he was a brilliant man brilliant kid um went into college and um eventually you know he he was always trying to he was able to take radios apart as a kid and put them back together and all that kind of stuff so he was he was a, a, a prodigy but when he got to college he kind of got a little lackadaisical and hmm. you know going on dates with girls and then oh, 
girls. When, when the homework assignment, when the homework <laughs> assignment came, <laughs> he, um, he realized that he could do this other method to avoid doing all the computations. So he had to like do another curve based on another curve and you have to multiply points and you have to dot the points and you have to draw it. Well, this guy with his, his suspenders, he realized he could make a flexible ruler. And these suspenders were like from his pajamas that his father gave him. So it was very special in that. Oh. And so he wrote, yeah. you know, one through 10 on this elastic ruler that he had and just drew the numbers because he could multiply whatever and just did you know the the week's worth assignment in one night so the next day he turned it in and confessed to his professor i cheated he's the professor you can't cheat (laughs) like everybody got different questions there's no way to cheat it's like well this is what i did and the professor's like oh my god that's amazing and that was his first invention so he invented the 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 variable scale and then he invented another thing and another thing and another thing um he was interested in in uh garments and he invented a machine that cut fabric um so he was always inventing these cool machines that helped out people you know uh, a computer assisted design a cad fabric cutter or a cad um circuit board maker and so uh, if if you ever play around with circuit boards and you make a file to send off to somebody in china or wherever to make this circuit board you create a gerber file so it's it's named after uh-huh. him. Wow. Hmm. So you might have heard the name Gerber um, from that, but you don't know that you, you wouldn't have known the history of Joseph Gerber. And so he created all these machines that helped help people reduce error and um, to be quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes right into to what CAD was. CAD is architectural drawings you think of cad um for somebody like me in, in their 40s that it, you 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 went if you went to architecture school everybody used be everybody would be using cad um which is a very simple mechanical drawing tool but now everybody uses mm. um solidworks and um sketchup and all these other software cad programs uh-huh. So, I mean, already I've just talked about like three different methods of computer-assisted design, uh, and none of them are, I think what maybe Flansburg had in mind was just 3D printing, because 3D printing is now cool, and I can make my 3D model and take it to a printer, and it makes 3D stuff. I think that simplifies it too much, but I think that's appropriate yeah. for the target audience of sure and in 2009 i mean wouldn't 3d printing be i mean people would have just been hearing about that right yeah i did some 3d printing in early i guess that's a good point um early 2004 i used i used the early um sla 3d printer um but you know they had laser cutters and people were starting to build their own 3d printers um Mm-hmm. Uh, and like maker bots and all these other kind of things were coming around coming out around then but that's a good point i didn't really even think about that the, the time that the song was written um less yeah 3D printing and stuff but right like you being in the 
in the field, field you right. would have already known about it, but sure. as far as you know, public consciousness goes, it felt so, pretty fresh. Right. So I I I I would have enjoyed more. I would have enjoyed more about the history of it or a better explanation about it. And here's a funny thing. If you go and watch the video, um, John Linnell, the cartoon John Linnell, mm-hmm. gives a little history of of CAD machines. He well, says a lot more in the intro than it, the lyrics. In yeah, the song and it's and it's actually really it's really good. I really I kind of enjoyed that more than I enjoy the song. And then you and, got Flans in the back playing his little, or some game. some kid that Flans voice playing his little game. I got five thousand warlock, warlock skull points. rings. Yeah. <laughs> so I but like I don't know. Is he is he making is he making fun of? It's it's making fun of nerd culture and. and <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I am a god. Yeah. <laughs> but again, audiences, kids. Yeah. So it would be it Video would be games. fun. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to go back on the the stuff that I I do enjoy, there is, um, and I, I just noticed this for the first time. There is um, a different Levine, uh, who guests, not Hannah doing the vocal part but there's mm-hmm. um Nettie what is the name Niffer Levine and and she plays the space lady outer space lady so there's yeah this, do there's, we know the relation there is that I'm assuming a sister or or yeah or brother or I don't know um uh, I assume yeah Niffer I, I can't even yes it's a, it's a or it could be a nickname but um yeah very unique but I guess those Levines are a very uh, artistic and talented bunch. But the the space lady part is kind of cool because there's a little thereminy sound uh, during that uh, part. It's 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 after the first verse and before the blah 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 blah, blah thing that Flansburg does. Right <laughs> before the crash, smash, bash. So I mean, it's like kind of uh-huh. you know. I mean, but that. There's this and there's this siren, this bell siren that's kind of going off throughout the song, which is, you know, appropriate. You've got heavy machinery and you want to have warning signs <laughs> to make sure you don't chop your hand off. Right, um, right. You know, it's not like they're going to talk about, you know, getting stuck <laughs> in a lathe and getting ripped <laughs> apart. So, I mean, that's not really kid appropriate. When but computer <laughs> system design goes wrong. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, they might be giant songs are all about death and destruction, so. Yes. Yeah, CAD, computer-assisted death. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. But yeah. Yeah, I love Hannah's vocals. I mean, she is uh, on a bunch of songs. I yeah. Mean, back to one, two, three, she was on One Dozen Monkeys. One Dozen Monkeys. But but yeah, Flans had a lot of nice things to say about her and that basically that she's not one of those kind of like performer <laughs> kids that she's like a normal kid. And, she, and she's she's uh, he says she's got a seriously good handle on it. That's great. Which I think it's great. Yeah, I, I made an observation. This might have been a couple of years ago now that she's old enough to drink. <laughs> she's over 21. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what's happened to her. Yeah, if she was if she was eleven during at the one two threes, yeah, definitely. So, huh. all these kids are growing up fast. I'm still. Yeah, old. I wonder if 
I know. I've seen like uh, we got Danny Weinkoff's kid is releasing his yeah. <laughs> his own singles and stuff like that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's uh has he ever guested on any Red Paints band stuff? I don't can't say that I know that. I'm not sure, but we yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I also like about this song, while it's not a like crazy weird chord progression, I think having kid songs in a minor key is almost kind of a novel hmm. thing. Like this song almost has, like it almost has a little bit of menace to it. I don't know if that's just me, but just like the rumbling and the skittering and the minor chords and all that. And uh, and you almost even get a uh, Mr. Excitement uh, aww yeah, yeah, in there yeah, yeah. as well. <laughs> I love I love Mr. Excitement and that. <laughs> All right, um, that's why it's, I love Mike Doty. Um, I know there's a lot of hate for that song, but that's one of my favorites. Um, no hate for me. Would love to see it live, but um, yeah, the song the song has a lot of pluses, but it also has a lot of negatives, and only really the content um yeah maybe the length could have been longer it could have been more descriptive i really don't yeah. like it takes an idea makes 3d stuff it and stuff are just way too generic for me yeah very it's, bland what is stuff? words what is stuff? right the music video I mean, is kind of cute and 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 there's more there's more description visual description of what's going on he's he's catting he's 3d modeling and then yeah. he, he outsources his work, and then there is there is still what you have to do. This is everybody thinks, oh, you just press a button and it's it's done. But no, the guy has to like assemble it, and you know, and that's the crash, bash, bang, boom, <laughs> yeah, part where he's he's assembling this giant robot dinosaur thing that he's making, right, with a spaceship for a head and revealed that, at the end. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's it's. The computer is an assistant. It's not going to do everything for you. And you have to input what you want. Mm-hmm. And you have to know what you want. And you have to know what you're doing because it the computer's just going to say yes and no. Or it's just going to say yes all the time. And if you say, if you give him something that's wrong, it's going to still, it's going to output something that's wrong. So mm-hmm. it's not this magic thing that, that, that you make it out to be. There's a lot more behind it. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I'm I mean the video. Yeah, the video does a lot of heavy lifting there that you don't really get right in the audio. I mean the song's lyrics could have been talking about how this this you know this song's magical thing is created, but then the work that went into it to design all the parts and to put it together. Yeah. You know, it could have been. Yeah, I mean it could have been a whole story, but instead it's just yeah. It, it feels and, throwaway, and, and and I and I kind of wish it wasn't on the album because of how throwaway it feels it's just, it's a low mm-hmm. point on the album for me um yeah I mean, it stuck away uh, at the end yeah i i was i was listening to it listening to the album yesterday and trying to think oh when does it come after what does it come after um and I, you know because i don't i don't listen to the album enough to kind of know the order i've i've really been anything pre 2008 or even you know pre two thousand, I say, I know like the back of my hand. But then, getting sure. busy with college and grad school, and then life, I kind of, I'm not as uh, 
I'm not as a ro- as robotic as John Ewers is. That guy just <laughs> can can <laughs> rest off anything. So I'm, I'm 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 feeling uh, less uh, less deserving here. But you know, I'm like electric car, great brother, my brother the ape, great. Like, is it coming after that? How many planets after? After that, I was like, oh, maybe it's after this. No, well, that was the Why Is the Sunshine. Then Roy G. Biv. Then put it to the test. I'm like, oh, mm. maybe it's after that. But no, it is kind of just <laughs> tacked on track number 16. Um, yeah, right after speed and velocity. Yeah. So. Yeah, Marty's song kind of gets the shaft way deep in the track list, too. Yeah. Eh. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. Um yeah, I wonder if there was anything, uh, I don't know if, if Disney would have had any sort of track minimum requirements or anything like that when they had to, to put this album out. Because it does kind of seem like if you're going to go that half-assed into a song, like why even do it? <laughs> the uh, Roy G. Biv was a carryover from Here Come the ABCs, um, which I, th- I found interesting. So it's like, and you know, yeah. They went with the white as the sunshine. Almost felt like they were trying to pad it out, but you know, and what is a shooting star was was pre-recorded from from a while back. It was on mm-hmm. some other uh some other thing. But, you know, there's 18 tracks. 19 tracks? 19 tracks if you include the David Crockett. Of David Crockett, which I think was also like Disney saying, "Hey, uh we're going to we're going to run out of our copyright on that. Can you make a new song?" Kind of like how they, ah. The Dracula uh, was coming up for uh, becoming cre- uh, uh, public domain, uh-huh. and they had um, uh, what's his name that uh, minimalist composer, um, Philip Glass. Philip Glass and the Kronos Quartet uh, recorded a new audio, and they t- actually toured with that. I got to see it. I got to see Philip Glass. Conduct oh wow! The Chronos Quartet, yeah. which was like right after they recorded Requiem for Dreams, so I went up and geeked out with them about Requiem for Dreams. Oh, Requiem Dreams cool. hadn't, hadn't, hadn't even come out yet, but I had the CD from. I got like a pre-release CD. I got them to sign it, but that's a real uplifter. That yeah, movie, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> Whenever I'm like really feeling down, sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna put this on. I've watched it many, many times. I'm a huge Darren Aronofsky fan. <laughs> but um but the, the they all that was just marketing so that they they could keep dracula uh, out of the public domain so that's huh. that's the same that's thing for this ballad of davy crockett so <laughs> i don't know this this here comes science album is kind of like pissing me off now it's just <laughs> disney control and a bunch of rehashed songs and but but there's there's a lot of great stuff on that and Still, i think yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really hits. strong linnell album which kind of makes me sad because it's like mm. Flansburg can do some really great stuff. And, uh, you know, Electric Car, I like, but, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's just leftist propaganda. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Dan Levine himself was on uh, that episode with yeah. me, having done did, the, did the you, whole did arrangement you? for that. Yeah. Um, Super nice guy. I don't know. I feel like I've almost kind of run out of stuff to say about computer-assisted design. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's. I mean, there's not a whole lot 
going on with this song. I mean, I think that's probably one of the biggest complaints is that there's not that much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it also doesn't help. We're in the era of, you know, no demos usually to speak of. There's no live versions. I couldn't find any covers. Yeah. Uh, this song is kind of like lost to the winds of time. I don't know. Imagine if they did it live and fleshed it out, though. <laughs> kind of like how they've done um, Toddler Highway. Toddler Highway right. live with more stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, maybe the avatars of they should get their hands on <laughs> computer-assisted design. <laughs> Let's see what they design. Oh, God. Some f- pretty fucked up, I'm it sure. It would be pretty fucked up. <laughs> God, that Toddler Highway one is so great. I've not done that episode yet, but I want to do it almost exclusively to talk about that version <laughs> I, it's so good. I, I think I was there. For, I was there for the the um the first time they did that. Um, nice, because they did they did three pink album shows, first album shows, yeah. two in L.A. and I was I was in Phoenix at the time, and I I drove out six hour drive. I went right to the venue and I ran in and uh, just barely made it. Um, and uh yeah i was always like what the hell are these what are these other other words <laughs> <laughs> um they, they did definitely catch me off guard man i've killed to see the avatars of day i don't i don't think they're going to be bringing those back though no it sounds like they're in they're enjoying their their retirement in a glass case their their glass case on the beach somewhere <laughs> in the bahamas yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I really appreciate all the insight on the uh, the whole Gerber story and all that. That's fascinating. It's yeah. There's uh, there's so much to talk about with CAD and and computers doing stuff and helping helping people make things. Yeah. Um, I, I pondered the idea of writing my own song about computer assisted design, um, mm. and I I felt like doing it, but then I also felt like I don't want to just try to say oh this song is going to be better than Flansburg song so i yeah. i think i won't but maybe i will at some point and and, and <laughs> just for myself um yeah sure a challenge you know it's like it's like state songs i've got a name already you know it's Linnell had 50 songs 50 song titles so i've got one song title computer assisted design so yeah. what can i do with that um but that that'll happen maybe after i get my theremin stuff all finished up <laughs> so in a few years yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay um well yeah i mean that's that's fine to have a little a mini episode here there's only so much to talk about with this one but man yeah you brought a lot of insight into uh that design stuff um but i think the only thing we have left to do is to score this song okay so in the spirits of, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek, and so okay. <laughs> uh, the original series because I, I was I was getting into um, uh, Strange New Worlds, and you know I'd seen maybe one or two episodes of the original series as a kid, but it's like all these references and whatnot. It's fantastic. So I'm on season two now. I'm blasting through original series, and I'm loving Spock more and more. And yeah. so I needed to be very logical about this rating system. <laughs> And so I created a rubric to help me score it. Okay. And so here we go. So (laughs) I've got 15 points 
and I think 15, maybe 12, I don't know, 12 points and plus three extra credits. And so <laughs> does it have a verse chorus bridge structure? I'm going to say no, because it really doesn't. So zero points for that. Mm. Is it sung by a John? Yes, it's sung by John Flansburg. Does it have vocals from both Johns? No, zero points. Is it un okay? So, and to is it under three minutes and thirty seconds? Now I have to explain where I came up with that because I just posted this yesterday to Facebook. I took seven hundred twenty-five. They might be giant songs on the wiki that have a rating, and I graphed that against their time. And so you know, Maine, oh yeah, the runtime, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maine is like. Uh, no, Nevada is like almost eight minutes and it's got a score of like seven or something. And Anna Ng is at 9.2 and it's three minutes and 23 seconds, I think. And um, the shortest the shortest song with a score, oh uh, no, the, the worst score was um, Mississippi, 10 Mississippi. Counting the seconds, um, which is yeah. not, not not a great track. So that's that, that's the lowest, and it's a short it's a short track. But I noticed that there's this nice big chunk of songs between three minutes and thirty seconds, and one minute that all have very high ratings. So mm -hmm. that's that's my that's my reasoning here. So is it under three minutes and thirty seconds? That's a yes. So now we're at two points. But is it over a minute? And no, it runs at fifty five seconds. So zero points for that. <laughs> Is there an accordion or woodwind on it? No. Mm -mm. Is there a guitar on it? Yes. So we're at three points. Are there any samples used? So yes, there are because there's that siren that's going off in the background. So uh, we're at four points mm -hmm. here. Is there a drum machine or electronic drum samples used? So yes, we've talked about that. And yeah. even if it is a sample played by Marty, it's still electronic and that's that's a thing for me. So... Yeah. So I were at five, I think. Yeah. Uh, does it involve death? No. Zero points. <laughs> Zero points. Is a simile or metaphor used? No. Zero mm -hmm. points. Is it an original They Might Be Giants song? Yes. One point. Okay. Extra credit. Is there a guest singer or performer on it? Yes. One, mm -hmm. one point. Mm -hmm. Is it not on a Here Comes album? No. <laughs> Zero <laughs> points. I kind of maybe maybe I pushed that in there for for this reason. But is there a unique or odd instrument on it? And I'm going to say yes. There is that sort of theremin-y sound. Mm. I'm going to call it the, the the intent was a theremin, even if it's not a theremin. It's yeah. a synth. It's still so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's six out of twelve for these for the the score. One, two, three, four, six out of twelve. We're at five out of ten. But the extra credit, I haven't really quite decided yet how I'm going to weight that. Maybe it's just point. So maybe it's 5.2. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have to figure out. Like, because, uh, I don't know. But, so I'm going to apply this same rubric to other things. So when we did Sifton, uh -huh. does it have a verse chorus bridge structure? Yes. Is it sung by a John? Yes. Is it sung by both Johns? Yes. Is there a guest singer or performer on it? It's the extra credit. He, um, I think so. Well, there's there also, is? well, there's Kurt Hoffman on um, trumpet. Oh, not trumpet, saxophone. True. Not uh -huh, Kurt Hoffman. Uh -huh. Kurt, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Hoffman, yeah. 
Um, yeah. Is mm-hmm. it under three minutes and 30 seconds? Yes. Is it over one minute? Yes. No. Is it over a minute? Is Sifton over? I, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the right thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. I had no, but I think he gave it the one point. Is there accordion or woodwind on it? Yes. There's saxophone. Is there a guitar on it? Yes. Is there any samples used? No. Is there a unique or odd instrument? Yes. There's the micro moog playing, not, not bass like it usually does. It's playing a synthesizer sound. Right. Does it have a drum machine? Yes. Does it involve death? No. Is it not on it? Here comes, <laughs> here comes out. Yes. <laughs> one point. Is there a similar metaphor used? No. Is it an original the Giant song? Yes. So that scores, I, I, I've changed things around. I'm not being as logical as I should be, but that got about eight, eight out of 10, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Did the same thing for I Palindrome I, pretty high, and maybe something else. But so final, oh, yeah. final answer, final long winded uh, answer to your question. Uh, 5.2. 5.2. Yeah, look at this guy showing up the teacher with a rubric. Damn, man. Bringing it. Um, yeah, I was thinking in the fives as well. Yeah, like, I love the vibe of the song, but it just, yeah, it just needs Well, I hope I haven't dissuaded substance. you about the, the, the changed your mind that, that the, the, the content is not as up to snuff as that they might be trying song. I had already already been thinking that and and you, well, I never come up with my score until I talk to my guests and, you know, (laughs) my guests can change my mind. Okay. It's like uh, making the cut. We've, 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 I don't know if you've been watching making the cut, but we've been watching Mm -hmm. making the cut and uh, Tim Gunn and, and, and uh, what's, what's her name? Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum. Yeah. But Heidi Klum and her guests, they, they, they talk to the, contestant and they might change their mind so yeah i guess that's yeah appropriate i think i am going to go i'm gonna go just a little bit higher than you i think i don't know if it's just for those drums or what they they, <laughs> they got me i'm gonna give it a 5.5 nice yeah so do you have anything to plug sir i already did slip in a rcatherman.com um mm-hmm but I, I think I said this last time, is if anybody knows of any theremins out there in their, their grandmother's attic uh, to, to get in touch. But I, I'm assuming that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> Great grandmother's attic. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I really don't have anything to plug other than I'm on all social medias at Mike underscore Buffington. Uh, you can see my theremin restoration work on Instagram. And, yeah. Um, Oh, Go I, check them out, I have people. another another thing to plug. That's um, it's kind of dormant now, but uh, it's plush bunny bands on Instagram. People might not know about about this, but uh, I am an artist, no. and I am a Photoshop guru. And uh, my partner Heather has these plush rabbits. We actually have a pet rabbit, um, because she's a she's a rabbit lover. So. Mm-hmm. We have these plush rabbits that we've amassed a big collection of. And um, I like to anthrop- anthropomize things. And uh, these rabbits are really great subjects for making little fake bunny album covers based off of real album <laughs> covers. So started with a Beatles, um, Meet the Beatles. 
and of course i've expanded uh-huh. to a whole bunch of different things i've got a craft work album uh parody and um nice I've got two they might be giants parodies one's uh otanenbaum and the other one is um, <laughs> nanobots um so check it out Ooh. plush plush bunny bands instagram account plush bunny bands yeah all right Yes. Okay. People know where to find this. Might be a podcast. Uh, if you want to leave voicemails, it's two two four eight zero one two nine three zero. Mike, thanks so much for coming back on the show and schooling us all about CAD. You're welcome. Assisted design. Assisted design. It takes an idea and makes 3D stuff. Computer-assisted design.